Welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of Tales from an Unnamed County Somewhere in the United States. And today on this episode, we're going to be talking about building. We purchased a plot of land and discovered it wasn't quite as easy as it was back home to actually build our dream house. So let's get into it. We purchased the land. Purchasing land is a totally different concept. Um, Where we live in California, everything is pretty much regulated, so you are told to disclose all of the ups and the downs, the goods and the bads, and the wayward stuff from your property. Well, here, they list their properties, and nobody pretty much talks about the bad parts. So you really want to make sure that you do your due diligence. It's up to you. Um, We were a little blessed in the fact that we had relatives that lived here already, and they could tell us the areas that flooded. So every spring, people go and they put their houses on the market or their properties on the market. But what they don't bother to tell the new people coming into town is that that area literally is a golf course. Looks beautiful in the summer, but in the winter, it is flooded and it is a lake. So you'll need a rowboat to get into your front door. I'm not joking. I so wish I was joking. It would actually even be funny if I was joking, but it's kind of sad now that I'm not. So anyways, when we were looking at properties, I would find a piece of land and I would shoot it on over to my mom because I'm down in California. I'd say, hey, what do you think? Drive by and let me know. And she'd come back and she'd say, you don't want to live there. That is literally a three foot lake in the middle of winter. I'm like, okay, we'll keep going. I found another place and she says, you don't want to live there because there is absolutely no cell phone service at all. Okay. Did you know that there are places in this county, in this country, that have absolutely no cell phone and no internet service? Literally, no internet service? (gasps) Country Wi-Fi is another joke. We'll talk about that later. So we factually found a plot of land Um, and land is expensive here. I mean, it is massively expensive. I look at people that say they spent $5,000 for an acre of land and I'm like looking at them going, are you serious? That's a steal of a deal. Where? And do you have space next to you that I can come and join? And they're like looking at me going, that's expensive. And I'm like, no, that's cheap. Expensive is what I paid for land. But we weren't really prepared for what was to come. So we bought the land and a couple years later we actually moved, we were getting ready to move up here and we sent out, we we did a research for excavators, developers and everything and we sent out um, requests for bids, we told them what we wanted on the land and crickets. Nobody replied at all, not at all not nothing. And then we had one person reply. So we drove on up up to where we were going. We, we actually talked to them. We were on the land. He, he wouldn't talk to me. I was the one that had the ideas and was trying to figure out how to get it going. And he kept talking to my husband. 
And my husband kept trying to get him to talk to me because this was not his forte. He didn't want any anything to do with it. I had the dreams. I had our vision. And he wanted me to be able to take it and run with it. And the guy kept talking to him. And he would not even acknowledge me, like, at all. Which, if you know me, that's like, dude, do not treat me like I don't exist. Mm-mm. We don't do that. Uh-uh. No way. It just makes me angrier. So I finally um, ask him, so we have about 12 trees we need to remove. And I finally just said, okay, we need to remove these trees. And he looked at me and he goes, oh, we can do that. It's, and then he looks at my husband and he goes, it's $5,000 to remove a tree. And we're looking at 15 trees. What do you think we are made out of money? Which later became very apparent that when you are moving up from or over or to any state from California, they automatically think you have a ton of money. We are one of the poor ones. We did not have a ton of money. We were just trying to scrape by with what we with what we could. So we had taken, um, we'd saved a fair chunk of, of cash for the excavation. We have relatives that were in the building industry, and they pretty much told us what it would cost. And we're thinking, okay, well, we have enough that we could not only cover the cost of the excavation and the moving, but we can pay for the house. We ended up um, being severely underestimated what we were going to need. We ended up saying goodbye to the gentleman that said we it would be $5,000 a tree. Um, his nickname is Eeyore. I've never said that to anybody but my husband. We would refer to him as Eeyore said this, Eeyore said that. Because when you talk to him, he was like, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, $5,000 a tree. Okay. You won't find anybody else around here that will do this. This is really a hard job. Dude, seriously? So we nicknamed him Eeyore. And we actually put him on the side burner because, you know, if that's the wor- if that's the only person that we had to work with, we're just going to have to redo our plans. We decided we were going to build, instead of a um, forever home permanently, we decided we were going to put a little single-wide manufactured home um, on the land, which was about $35,000. And the land already had the um, septic system, but it was in the wrong place. It was in the middle smack dab of the property. So we needed the excavator to pick up the septic, and the county let us abandon the septic. Um, because it had never been used and it was just a pile of rocks underneath dirt. So they let us pick that up and move it down further away from where the main part of the property was. And then we needed the excavator to, um, find, we needed to find a place for the well. So we found a really great well drilling company happened to be about an hour away from the county that we live in. They came out, they dug the well, it was awesome. They were, they were amazing. And at the same time, we found a new excavator and we didn't know it then, but we found out something very interesting. So we're dra- down in California still working our jobs and the new excavator kept having 
I'm quoting in the air, emergencies. So we would have to find mass coverage to cover us at work while they were while we were coming up here to look at the emergencies. And the emergency was, well, I can't put the manufactured home here. I'm going to have to put it here. I'm like, okay, well, if that's where you got to put it, you got to put it there. But it didn't even go there, right? The manufactured home is nowhere near where he said he had to put it. We just laugh at that. But when we moved, when I finally, my job was transferring and I ended up having to come up here early. And when I got up here, I started staying secretly on the property. And I started noticing that the excavator was doing something quite, quite actually odd. There were two huge piles of dirt on our property. And he would take his bobcat and pick up piles of dirt from pile A and move it to pile B. I'm thinking, well, maybe he's moving that entire pile and putting it all in one place. That would be nice. That's very nice of him. Didn't ask him to do that, but that's nice of him. And then the next day, he picked up dirt from pile B and moved it to pile A. This went on for three days. A to B, B to A, A to B, B to A. And then we had somebody that said, hey, you have a whole bunch of dirt. Can we have some? And we're like, yeah, you can have some. Just pay the excavator to move it or come pick it up, but you can have it. Well, we found out that the excavator actually charged us to move the dirt. And we're thinking, whatever, we need to get rid of the dirt, whatever. But then the people that we gave the dirt to were mad at us. They never said thank you. They were actually quite perturbed at us because they were charged by the excavator to move the dirt, and the, the excavator sold him the dirt. Well, I don't ever remember getting any kind of a credit for giving anybody dirt. In fact, I don't even have my topsoil. That's another story. I later found out that my topsoil ended up five miles up the road in somebody's very nice garden. And I met them, and they were talking about how they moved here at the same time. And they met this wonderful excavator that was helping a couple from California move here, and that couple didn't want their topsoil. So he sold it to them. I don't remember selling anybody my topsoil, nor do I remember getting a credit for selling anybody topsoil. Same excavator, same time frame. I was the only couple, we were the only couple coming up from California at the time. And yes, we have no topsoil. I have been rebuilding the topsoil on my, on our plot of land for a decade now. It's not easy. Once you remove topsoil, if you're a gardener, you know just how devastating that is. So... We now have our excavation fees, which we were told should have been around five to $10,000. They're now at 20, 30,000. We're reaching into the 40,000. It ended up being $70,000 of emergencies and needing of um, problems that arose to the point where when that moment came that I realized he was moving pile A to pile B and pile B back to pile A, I called my husband. You need to tell him to leave the land now. 
My husband was like, why? He's not done yet. No, he's done. You need to tell him to leave. So my husband called and told him, we're no longer going to need your services. Thank you for what you did. And we're done. We're not going to argue. Remember, we're in a small community. Everybody talks to everybody. And even though we're being taken advantage of, we didn't want to make any waves. We didn't want to be the problem people. So we quietly tucked our tail between our legs, said thank you, and and had him leave. He came to me as he was picking up his equipment and he said, you know, I'm not done. And I looked at him and I said, I don't think you realize we aren't the couple from California that has all of the money in the world. We have no more money to pay you. To which he got this very shocked look on his face, almost as if he thought we were bottomless money pits. He picked up his stuff and he left. We've seen him once or twice. He doesn't look at us. I actually kind of feel sorry for him. He has since lost his business. We were one of the last people that did business with him. I think we were the last job he had. He is working for other people. It's rather sad when you see it, but I can't help but wonder, had he actually ran his business with more integrity and respect, if he would have had his job, his business still, and would have been making more money. So this is what we learned in the time. We learned that if you really want to get a job done here, you go and hire from the big city and you pay the people in the big city extra for driving out here. They compete for jobs and they do a darn good job. And they don't overcharge you simply because you are not born and raised here. So, that's the beginning of our build. And at some point in time, I'm going to be talking about being born and raised here. But for right now, we actually ended up getting a single wide manufactured home, a very small home put on the land. And we put a garage on the land, place where we could store stuff. It does, the weather in the winter is actually harsher than from where we came from. So we needed the covers and we needed the place to protect some of the things. And we lived like that for nine years. Nine years. Yep. So, in the next episode, maybe we should talk about local versus non-local. Oh, that's one of my favorite topics. Yes. But in the meantime, I want you to look at somebody and tell them something nice. Tell them hello. Tell them to have a good day. Be nice to someone today. That would be amazing. Spread a little bit of kindness in a world that doesn't have much and in some parts of the world doesn't have any. I will talk to you guys all later. I think in episode episode three... Let's talk local, non-local. Yeah, that's a good one. Talk to you later.